So it's my pleasure to sit down with Scott Sal today. Scott is, Scott is superintendent of Homer Community Schools here in Michigan, head baseball coach as well. Scott is someone that I've gotten to know the past few years, mainly through common friends and in the field of education. He's someone who definitely considered a leader in his field, both in education and on the baseball diamond. He's a family man. He's a Spring Arbor College or university alum. He loves his technology, very active, works out with his wife, Cammie, someone who has a ton of energy for his passions and the field of education. Scott, for the three people out there who don't know who you are, can you name, <laughs> your, can you name your positions that you hold at Homer Community Schools and who you're all about? Hey, good morning, Tim. Absolutely. Again, uh, thank you for having me on this morning. Hey, uh, yeah, my name is Scott Sallow. I'm the uh, superintendent of schools here at uh, Homer and also serve as head varsity baseball coach, kind of a Strange combination, but we make it work here in Homer. Fantastic. So, Scott, as I've said, I've gotten to know you the last few years. Yeah. I, I, through your, your own social media, I've gotten to know the fact that you grew up in, in Monroe, Michigan. And uh, just if you could share with uh, the audience a little bit about what that was like in your early years with you and your siblings in, in Monroe. Yeah, you know, I think a, a fairly normal, um, uh, average life. Um, yeah, grew up in Monroe there, the land of George Custer, home of the Trojans. Uh, I didn't know that. Great, uh, great upbringing there. Obviously, an older brother, Tom, uh, younger sister, Joy, and uh, both my parents there. My mom still li lives in Monroe as well. So I don't get home as, as much as I would like, but uh, I was home recently for my 30th class reunion. So shout out to my, uh, my friends, the class of 1987. Uh, but yeah, just enjoyed all of the activities, a great hometown. Uh, much like Homer, just a place that surrounds himself uh, with uh, the kids and uh, uh, just does everything that they can to make sure that their kids are taken care of and supported. You actually had the opportunity to go and play a baseball game there uh, recently. Yeah, right? but that was a blast. Yeah, just a few weeks ago. That was uh, always a, a dream of mine to take our Homer team. And, you know, every year we try to do something unique. And so I, I'm sure we'll get into that throughout the uh, a podcast here but yeah having a chance to take your homer kids a, a program that you're very proud of and to go back and play and compete on the field that i played on as a mm -hmm. high school athlete that was pretty special very cool and, and what really made it cool coaching third just on the other side of the fence was my head coach butch foster so shout out to butch if you're watching this morning uh thanks for coming down and i had five or six of my uh teammates from the uh, Monroe years too watching, so that was a good time. Did they heckle you from the sidelines? We, we did have some heckling. A lot of it was before <laughs> the game, but I, I tried to tune them out. I would pass behind home plate, head to third base, and i try to block them out, but uh, I'm sure there was some good ribbing going on. What kind of student-athlete were you in high school? Uh, you know, my brother was outstanding, and my sister might have been better yet, so I was somewhere below both of them. Uh, so I, I was the comedian of the family, and I, I was a good athlete, not a great athlete, uh, ran cross country in ninth grade, played basketball up to JV, and then obviously played baseball for for four years uh, sure. at high school. So, but yeah, enjoyed all of the activities growing up, and uh, I wouldn't trade my my childhood experience in Monroe for anything. Very nice. Great, great, great place to grow up. Tell me a little bit about your family. What did your parents do? What did your dad do for a living growing up? Uh, yeah. you can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, my dad, a longtime um, uh, worker at uh, Chrysler at the engine plant oh. in Trenton, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, worked a lot uh, in his spare time. He uh, obviously helped all three of us uh, in our endeavors athletically. Spent a lot of time coaching my brother in, in summer baseball. Coached um, coached me a, a year or two as well. Mm -hmm. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, which which we absolutely loved. 
uh, to come home at the end of the day and uh, yep. school day and see mom there waiting for you was pretty nice. special too. So yeah, a, a fairly normal upbringing and uh, uh, relatives, a lot of cousins and, and grandparents in the area and just, uh, yeah, Monroe was, was home. Very nice. So with that in mind, did, as you and Tom built this program here at Homer, um, we're going to be going to baseball a little bit more here in conversation. Were there any lessons or traditions that you can distinctly, that you distinctly brought to your Homer program from Monroe High School? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, we uh, probably, I, I think any good coach or any good teacher, administrator, business leader, I, I think is influenced by many and certainly the influences early on from, I mentioned Coach Foster, Coach Wall, Coach Sontag, some of my early baseball coaches, my dad, my grandfather, Rex mm-hmm. Jones, um, it was a sports-heavy family. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there were always positive influences around um, some of those early years, um, just kind of developing my skills, and, and really more mm-hmm. so than that, my appreciation for the game. Mm-hmm. And obviously that continued on into uh, my days at Spring Arbor. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think a little bit of Monroe, a whole lot of Spring Arbor, mm-hmm. and you put all that together, mm-hmm. and then with my own personal philosophies and, yep. and uh, um, ideals, uh, kind of just forms of philosophy that sure. that you hope works for kids. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that was a nice segue then. So going into your, your time at Spring Arbor, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, anybody who knows baseball in, in Southwest, South Central Michigan, Michigan, Midwest, even nationally knows that you played for the, the legendary coach, Hank Burbridge. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what Hank had meant to you as far as a coach and, and as a mentor? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, my experiences with with coach, um, some of the best times of my life uh, spent at Spring Arbor, um, you, you know, learning and appreciating the game at a whole different level than high school. And, and we had a very good high school team, very good high school program. And day one, the fall of 1987, the very first practice, mm-hmm. baseball took on a whole nother meaning uh, of what it meant. You know, the details uh, that. Um, um, we follow. I'm not sure we picked up a ball or a bat. Maybe that first practice, and mm-hmm. it was executing rundowns and holding on runners and s- small ball. It was just mm-hmm. all of those special team things mm-hmm. that maybe most high school teams take for granted. Sure, Coach Burbridge didn't take for granted. Sure. Uh, we wanted to make sure that those things were rock solid. So, uh, yeah, no. What what great memories? Um, it was certainly a family atmosphere. M- you know, my career at Spring Arbor really was twofold. Uh, a little bit as a player, and again, I was an okay player. Mm-hmm. Um, as time went by, mm-hmm. which was kind of different for uh, opposite for most uh, student athletes that play a little sure. early on and then play more their junior and senior year. Mine was the opposite. Sure. I played due to injury a lot early, and mm-hmm. then uh, obviously my, my 171 career batting average wasn't good enough to stay in the lineup. So, so which was great because then it became a focus of I need to learn as much as I can from Coach Burbage. So I was in his back pocket at practices, meetings, yeah. games, you know, even as early as my junior year, I was coaching first base and hitting pregame. So I mean, had, these are my teammates. You, you know? had the foresight to sponge as much as you could. Absolutely. And, I, I, and, and at the time, I'm sure there was some disappointment. Probably my junior year, mm-hmm. early on, I, I thought I maybe would have played more. And once I uh, <clears throat> saw the writing on the wall, it was, mm-hmm. we're going to turn this into a positive, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn as much as I can. And Certainly. Uh, certainly four years. Stayed on as a grad assistant my fifth year. Uh, back-to-back World Series years, sure. my senior year sure. and the year I stayed on and coached, and sure. uh, still stay in contact with with coach's family and 
um, and certainly all of my teammates. So great what, times. What was Coach like? Was he a quiet man? Did he lead by a quiet example? Was he fiery oh, at times? Yeah, you know, long-winded. I, I, I get that mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. Um, demanding, stern, fair, committed, disciplined, uh, only one of the best for his kids inside and outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wanted godly men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, I think he brought it all. I, I think there was a quietness to him, mm-hmm. but you, d- you didn't want to poke the bear. Sure. Right? Sure. So the, he was not nicknamed the hammer sure. for nothing. Because when, when, when coach could let her loose, he could let her loose. And, and we knew it was out of love, but it was still scary yeah, I, I <laughs> at the imagine. same time. I can imagine. Uh, can, you, can you tell me any particular drills or even a philosophy or just one thing, one thing, rock solid, that sticks with you from Coach Burbridge oh, man. One that, thing. You, that you use? Does yeah. anything stand out? Probably the one thing that we're most noted for here at Homer, and we certainly don't do it to the level that, that uh, maybe we did in college. It's still a work in progress even after this many years is, is the – the whole idea of, of sprinting on and off the field, mm-hmm. um, you know, we call it here now in Homer the seven-second rule. Mm-hmm. We want to be in our position and, and off mm-hmm. the field in seven seconds. And sure. We didn't have a name for it necessarily at Spring Arbor, but it was 100%, 100% of the time, guaranteeing all of those things that we could guarantee. You know, we couldn't guarantee that we were going to win the game, right. but we can guarantee that we're going to work hard. Sure. We can guarantee that we're going to sprint to our position. Sure. We can guarantee that we're not going to throw our equipment and, and, and talk ill of the, the umpires or the other team. So... Probably that uh, has translated into our Homer program maybe the best. Uh, I still enjoy, and I tell the kids, I love coaching the game. I love the pregame. Mm-hmm. If it's done right, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch. Our mm-hmm. Homer guys are fun to watch if it's done correctly. Dressing of the field and oh, everything. Uh, yeah, the you whole... know, everything. Just you know, flying around there, taking our pregame while the other team's watching you prepare mm-hmm. for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're pretty good. It sets a tone. It sets a tone. Uh, we had one of our... Um, uh, opponents years ago from reading Matt Dillon, great player at reading, uh, commented once that Homer has a two nothing lead before the game started, and I had Matt explain to me what he meant by that after his career was over, and, and just said the way you guys pay attention to detail, mm-hmm. your bunk coverage, your pickoffs, your relay system, your communication system, everything, in your pregame especially before the game starts, you're up two nothing. Yeah. I said what an advantage, and that's something we can guarantee. Yeah. Sure. So I think back to your spring ever point, uh, you know. The whole idea of hustling, yep. getting after it, yep. everything matters. There are no small things in baseball. Um, probably has translated the best into our current program. Very nice. So I've noticed, you know, I know a number of former Spring Arbor players, and we're going to wrap up the Spring Arbor portion with this, that in, in our immediate area, um, it's a close-knit group. Yeah. You guys are a close-knit group, and, and it's, it's almost a uh, – um, a, a continual pride that you have in being an alumnus. I've known I know alumni from the late seventies all the way up just until the last five years, and they all have that presence about them. It's something you guys carry with you, isn't it? No question. Uh, and it's interesting because years go by, and um, a, a chance meeting at a restaurant or at a, a, a store of some sort, you'll run into a teammate. Or even somebody that just played in the program, and there's mm-hmm. instantly stories that come from that, and there's there's a bond that will stand the test of time. That that is one thing that Coach was always um, reminding us of the importance of sticking together with your teammates. These relationships through baseball, through whatever means it, uh, on campus mm-hmm. for us, baseball 
we're going to last a lifetime. Sure. And so we try to do the same thing. You know, we we had a disappointing ending to our season a couple of weeks ago, and at, at the very end of it, you yep. know, I told the kids, look around. This group will never be together again as is. Yep. But that doesn't mean that you can't stick together going forward. Certainly. And I'm hoping the ten seniors that graduated will continue to stay in contact, just like I have with my classmates. And, I'm sure they will. Um, you know that. For me as a coach, that is something that I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. This this Sunday we have our alumni game, mm-hmm. and we'll get I'm hoping 30 to 40 kids. They typically come back and just to put on that Homer uniform one more time and to share stories one more time. For me, it's the best part of coaching. I bet best part. I bet best they part. just glow and they oh, smile. I can't wait. When they I can't that. wait. Huh? Hope the weather breaks. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you about this. You had an opportunity a couple of years ago to potentially become the new coach at Spring Arbor. And you decided not to. Can you can tell me a little bit about that decision? Why you chose to stay in Homer and pass on that role? Just as much as you feel comfortable talking about. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah obviously uh, very flattered to even be mm-hmm. considered uh, to uh, be mentioned in the same breath with uh, some of the legends that have coached there, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Burbridge and Coach Riggleman. And uh, yeah, you know, just the timing. Uh, there really some unfinished business here at Homer, um, and. Uh, I, I know you've been here just a little bit today, but you can feel the energy and excitement and enthusiasm of this community Absolutely. and this school. And mm-hmm. it's it's addicting. It's uh, it'll it'll be difficult to pry me out of this place. But uh, I was flattered to even be mentioned. Uh, appreciate all the support, and uh, uh, now now I'm their biggest fan. So Fantastic. still rooting on my nephew's a senior on the team, so we're still rooting for the Cougs. Fantastic. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your your life and education, your professional life and education as a teacher, principal, administrator. You know, I've, I've watched you over the years and taking on all those roles. Um, tell me, how many years you got in education now? Well, I student taught in 91, so I counted this morning. That would be 27 years. Wow. 27 years. How many in the classroom? So I did the math on this because <laughs> I knew this question was coming. I prepped for it, Tim. Best you, best you I can. I prepped. Uh, so uh, 11 as classroom teacher, most of those spent at the fifth grade level. Uh, middle school level, 14 as middle school principal, okay. and completing my second full year as superintendent. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, you know, we both have a number of years in education. When you are done, not as a coach, but as, a, as an educator, as a, an administrator, as a teacher, what would you like to have students remember you as? As what type of person what did you bring to the to the table every morning when you walked in these doors here at Homer Community Schools? What would you like the students to remember you as? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, certainly a person that took an interest, made a difference, was a positive role model. Uh, I, I can tell you all of the years that I've been here at Homer, never one day have I gotten up and said, I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. It is I get mm-hmm. to go to work. And it is absolutely the best place. Uh, this place spoils me. Uh, I've said it before. This place owes me nothing. Uh, I know at some point my, my run will be done here. Yeah. This, this place has uh, 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 made me who I am. Most of my adult life has been spent here at Homer and uh, uh, the community loves their kids, loves their school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heartbeat of this place mm-hmm. is something special. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, no, I, I hope kids will, will say that, that I, I care deeply about the kids, um, I said, there, there's something powerful, and, and you know, Tim, as an educator, it, you, you see somebody even off campus, and, and they're up, you know, they go up to their mom and dad and say, that's my teacher, yeah. that's my coach, the power in that, yeah. you know, yeah. that's my teacher, yeah. that's my coach, yep. you know, 
How awesome is that? I mean, there's there's better titles, right? Yes, Husband, sir. father, yep. brother. Yep. But I tell you what, teacher yep. and coach, pretty pretty doggone special. Can't, I love that. Can't disagree. No, good stuff. There are in football, in basketball, but particularly in baseball, there's a lot of lessons yeah. that you can t- that you can take to the diamond mm-hmm. as a coach. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me, you know, we've we touched on this a little bit in this conversation, but tell me a little bit about. You in the vision of your athletes on the diamond as, as far as student athletes, um, the role that they take in the classroom, do they have to sit in the first two rows? Do they have to be leaders in the classroom? What type of, what type of ball players do you like to have under, underneath you, under your umbrella? Yeah, I mean, our history is very, very clear. Our better teams have been those teams that have had kids that have excelled in the classroom. Um, you know, we, well, I'm sure we'll get to it. We've had mm-hmm. some, some great records and achievements some mm-hmm. awesome stuff but, but some that don't get mentioned nearly enough outside of our program inside of our program they know it like the back of their hand but mm-hmm. four times our baseball program has been named academic all-state how cool is that i mean yeah. in some of those same years that we're hanging state championship banners yeah. and to say that you did the yeah. same thing in the classroom yeah. the kids know the very first day after the semester in january mm-hmm. i go down to the counseling office and i run the transcripts and i want to know what our team grade point average sure. is i want to know sure and um and we talk about it often. We recognize uh, academic achievement, hopefully as much as we do athletic achievement. Sure. We have to. Sure. Um, and, and I think the kids and the parents understand that and appreciate that. That there's playing in our program has to be, has to be so much more than just playing baseball because everybody in the state offers a baseball team. Yep. What we hope to offer here is a program. And if you say that, it has to mean more than just what happens between the lines. Yeah. I, I learned that a number of years ago, not directly from her, but Marianne Egnatuck, the girls' swimming yeah. coach at Albion High School, you know, they probably had more academic All-State teams than they did championship yeah. teams. And, and she took, I can tell, she took pride yeah. in that. Uh, coach Rundle and Coach Schmidt yeah. at Albion College, they took very a lot of pride yeah. in their student athletes. As they should. And, you know, that's not always the case. It should be the case, but it's not always the case with coaching. And and I knew that was the case with you. So I wanted to hear a little bit about that. That's awesome. Um, Any weekly sayings or traditions that you guys have as far as academics or just weekly traditions that you guys have a little bit of fun with that you can talk about on the field before practice? Or is it just... Is it just a an expected thing academically that they that they hold their own in the yeah, classroom? Yeah, yeah. Probably no real traditions yeah. um, as to the academic part. Although you know, we just wrapped up our banquet last Wednesday, and mm-hmm. a good portion of our end of the year banquet is focusing on those student athletes that have achieved well this year. We had seven of our sixteen players were named academic all conference, and we had yeah. two more academic all district. So, nice. spending you know equal amount of time focusing on that, right. I think, just proves to the importance of getting it done in the classroom. Let's talk a little bit about your venture into social media with uh, Homer Difference Live. I'm sure a lot of the audience has heard about that. Yeah. And prior to that. It's Homer, picking up steam, Tim. Homer it's picking strong, up steam. Homer Strong with the orange and black signs. Can you talk just a I, I, You know what? We could probably have a 20-minute conversation <laughs> on that alone. Yeah. But oh, it's definitely picked up steam. And that's one of the reasons I brought you on here is because uh, of that that social media aspect that you guys bring. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I love the PR marketing. I love mm-hmm. telling the Homer story. Mm-hmm. It's probably been one of the the um, 
more fun perks of the superintendent job is mm-hmm. you really get to stand out front and brag about your school and the history of the school. I mean, history, Tim, it dates back to 1835. Sure. Um, some of uh, the most... Uh, powerful people in industry and yeah. business yeah. and medical they've graduated from homer high school and i love telling the stories we've, yeah. we've got a great alumni association uh, that's supportive of our, our graduates but if, if this place could talk the stories i'm telling you it would be outstanding but you know the whole homer strong you mentioned yeah. um you know came about at a time when our district i thought really needed some direction mm-hmm. um we were at a kind of a, a weird time with um some longtime employees that had made moves to, to leave the district. Yep. And, and it was really kind of just tightening our belt and saying, you know what, we're in this together. Yep. Um, you know, stealing a line from, from my friends down in Ann Arbor, sure. and those who stay will be champions. It was sure. that kind of a feel yep. that we're going to be stronger together. Yep. And this community um, has embraced it. Yep. I love seeing the yard signs. I love seeing the orange shirts on the kids. Yep. Um, the, the bumper stickers, the, the car decals. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, my message to the community is, and to the folks at the school, it, it's, not, um, it, it's not words on the back of a $5 t-shirt, right? Sure. It has to be meaningful. It has sure. to mean something. And, and I, I think it does. Um, this place, this community, looks after their youth, looks after their neighbors like no other district or community that I've ever been a part of. Sure. Um, there is something special about this place. Yeah. It's really instilled a camaraderie. Um, I, you know, when I, as an educator and just as a family person, can, can drive to the fringes of Battle Creek, to the Indiana line, and on the east side of Jackson, if not near Eden Rapids, and I see Homer Strong signs, that says something. It's working. It's working. And I know doggone well that it does not, those students are not from those areas more than likely. That means that they have relatives that have taken yeah. pride. Yeah in having a nephew or a cousin or a grandchild that goes to Homer schools. I want that says to a be lot. so stinking proud of the school that they go to. Yeah. That, that's what I want. I mean, when, when I bleed, it's orange and black. Sure. I, I want that feeling of our staff, yep. uh, of our kids, yep. of our parents, yep. that it's not without fault. Sure. We certainly have our faults. Uh, we, we won't run from them. Yeah. But let's celebrate all that's good about this place. Fantastic. And I tell you what, there's... There are so many stories and so many kids and teachers and faculty and staff that are doing it the right way mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate that. And, and by putting those yard signs in our lawn and saying, yep. you know what, doggone it, we support that school. We support our kids. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Homer difference. Now you got a little vlog going on here. You and Tom every morning, what, yeah, about that's 6, been o- fun. 6 a.m.? 635. 635 a.m. My little notification goes <laughs> off on Facebook and I get the opportunity to. Uh, to watch you guys wearing the Homer Trojan hat and the the beach hat, the last day of school, yeah, yeah. you guys are having fun with that. Yeah, you know it. Uh, it's interesting. It uh, <laughs> last year, I and I, I would send out a daily email to the staff, to the board of education, and it and just you know got, where those go? It got tired. I, I got tired <laughs> of doing it. So I can only imagine reading it. It's like yeah. I don't want to read this anymore. Yeah. So I said, all summer long, I, I got to come up with something that's a little bit different. Yep. So I have a you know a, a decent presence on Facebook. I thought, all right. Yeah do live yeah you know so all summer long i'm prepping for day one of the school year so i sit at the computer and i got my you know cell phones going and and little would i know that i would do it every day for the rest of the school year from various sites including the rooftop and downtown and the north pole <laughs> and football field and uh, it, it uh we've had a blast with it 
I hope it's informative. I hope it's fun. It is 24-7 positive news, right? So if you want to hear something negative, yep. don't watch that show, yep. right? Um, highlighting different events and activities. Um, we, we've had an absolute, it's supposed to be corny. Yeah. It's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, yeah. so we try to dress it up. But yeah. uh, it, the, the feedback that we've gotten from not only folks in town, but Homer folks that have relatives or maybe it's alumni that live you know, out mm-hmm. west. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bet we've had responses mm-hmm. from all 50 states. Sure. You know, people are chiming in, hey, we're sure. down to Texas this morning. Yep. How cool is that at 635 to be seeing a comment from a, a former student in exactly. Texas saying, hey, Mr. Sal, we're watching today. Yep. That's good stuff, right? That's good stuff. So yep. it's been a blast, and now we're going to retool over the summer and hopefully Fantastic. have a little more... Uh, more excitement come fall. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting in the digs right now where it's where it's filmed. Yeah, it's, Studio One A. Tim, it, is what we call this. Studio very 1A. impressive. Oh, very impressive. Uh, you must have a large budget for for your program <laughs> yeah, here. Not large enough, but uh, <laughs> our, our, our our weather sponsors. Uh, we we you know, we've had a, we've had a great time with it. So. You get a lot of free pop and coffee and everything. Yeah, else. not enough coffee. <laughs> I'm working the coffee angle. There we go. Work. All right, so let's let's uh, let's take this. Back to the diamond, and um, you know, there's there's no if ends or buts about it. You guys, Homer program was known for the streak. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about the streak and and let's let's really outline what the streak was about, where how it started, when did it start, how many games, when did it finish up, and and a little bit more about that. Yeah, it uh, for me it went way too fast. I, I wish I could rewind the clock and have that period slow down because it was so much fun with those kids uh, in that time. Um, the things that they accomplished, really the things that they were asked to do, and, and I'm sure we'll get into it, as 16, 17-year-old kids mm-hmm. with the spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. And this is something people don't know. Mm-hmm. When we started the streak, we were probably 20 games into it. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, there was hardly a day that went by, a mm-hmm. practice that went by, mm-hmm. that there wasn't some news outlet, media, mm-hmm. newspaper, down at a practice. Mm-hmm. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was the new norm for the yeah. next four years of after practice, kids having to go to a microphone or a newspaper and give a quote about the streak and mm-hmm. um, what a great time mm-hmm. um, really a, a, a time that uh, probably my best coaching was not making out the lineup mm-hmm. probably not any kind of a strategic move mm-hmm. it was really balancing the media outlets sure. and making sure that each of those kids felt equally important so we would intentionally, as a coaching That's staff, great. map out who was going to speak the next day. Very good. We, we got a call from ESPN in 2005 uh, to come down and set up shop. I mean, where does this happen in, in high school baseball, sure. right? ESPN is at our home plate, set up sure. shop. Sure. And so trying to figure out in our rotation whose turn it is to speak right. on ESPN. I mean, mm-hmm. just stuff that most high schools don't have to. You know, who's going to give the interview with Mitch Elbow? I mean, who, whose turn is it? That's I mean, awesome. that stuff that... And I'm so I proud got of the kids. Right now, to be honest, I'm with so you. proud of the kids because they didn't bat an eye. They spoke so well. They spoke from the heart. Uh, I go back and every once in a while I watch some of those videos, and uh, the kids were outstanding. Not only on the field, but the things that they were asked to do off the field, oh, unbelievable. And they're young kids. So, but the streak, yeah, it's funny you say that. So the streak for me yeah. ended or, or began in, in 2003. Okay. We ended the year disappointingly. Uh, in regionals okay. uh, with a loss to Reading High School, one yep. of our conference rivals. Yep. And there was a different feel. 
at the end of the year, mm-hmm. most years, you know, there's some tears, mm-hmm. seniors, mm-hmm. we say goodbye, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And there was probably some of that too. This look from that group, and I remember it like it was yesterday, Michigan yeah. Center High School. Yeah. We go down the right field foul line, and the kids are mad. They're mad. They left one on the table. Mm-hmm. They thought they had a, a deep run that year. Sure. And so we graduated some kids, some very good kids, come back in 04, and there was a determination with that group. They were not going to let that happen again. Sure. And who would have thought, right? You rattle off 75 wins for the next almost two complete years. and. Um, Unbelievable! You break the state record. You break a national record along the way. You win a state championship along the way. Just crazy times. What an opportunity for young kids to to be interviewed and to speak extra, extemporaneously about the skill and and the practices and the games and going to the media and taking that opportunity. And I, I got to imagine, you know, a number of them have taken that experience and 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 have thrived with that over, yeah. the, over the years. What an opportunity for yeah. a young man to have. Yeah, unbelievable. You know? And like I said, I'm just so proud of the kids because it, uh, the pressure that they had to have felt, um, especially in year two. You know, year one, it was still kind of new. You know, we're winning games. Was that palpable, the, the, the pressure? You know, could I, you feel it with them or could you see it I'll, in them? I'll tell you, the, the most pressure that I felt, and maybe the kids too, was more in 2006. Okay. So 2004, we win all the games. Yep. Still the only undefeated team in the state of Michigan history. Right. Only one. Right. So a little bit like the Miami Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so when uh, this year, mm-hmm. four state champions, each of them had a loss. So mm-hmm. another year we get mm-hmm. to say, Homer's still the only team ever, yep. ever, yep. to win them all. Yep. And then we roll out in 2005 yeah. and we're up whatever it is, five to one in the state championship game, yeah. ready to go back to back undefeated years. Yeah. Didn't go our way. Yep. And then 2006, that pressure to win it again. Sure. That was, that was difficult. That was more of a grind sure. that year. Sure. So you definitely sense that you, when, was there a sense of relief when it ended? Could you see it in the kids? Could you, were, were in your in you and Tom was there a little bit of a relief when that happened? Or uh, you know, I'll, maybe the, the the pressure was off. Uh, I'm real proud. I mean, I I looked this morning. I mean, so we go to '07, and mm-hmm. after we graduated, mm-hmm. I mean, eight starters I think that year, mm-hmm. and we rattled off 20 wins still in 2007. Yeah, sure. I mean, it just speaks to the consistency of our program. But, sure. So we like the pressure. Yeah. I, I, so. Yep. But the part that I'm probably most part uh, proud of. In 2005, is the, is the state championship game was starting to turn yeah. against us, and we make a little rally on the seventh and, and, and leave the tie and run on base. And, and my thought was, just before that last out was made, is our kids have not tasted failure in so long. Right. My first thought was, mm-hmm. I hope they handle it okay. Yeah. And I can tell you, yeah. they did it exactly the way you want it coached. Nice. Um, I, I'm sure they gripped that bat and that helmet and they wanted to throw it, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they stood there and shook hands. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. it brings tears to my eyes. Yep. Yep. We pull into town, and the fire trucks were bringing us back in town like a champion. And the kids, they were down, of course. They, you know, they ripped, had their hearts ripped out. And I said, yeah. you know what? Look at this. This is a championship. Welcome back into town. Right. You're champions. Right. How they handled that. I learned so much about the kids that day. Sure. More so than the other 75 wins in Absolutely. a row. That day. Yep. That day was huge for our program. Yep. Very nice. You have had an opportunity to take your players into some phenomenal venues. Yeah. C.O. Brown, 
um, formerly, I believe, Oldsmobile Park, Tiger Stadium. Uh, you, do you play U of M and Notre Dame both? Or no, just U, so, U of M. Yeah, last year we played, yeah, in one year. So we had our, our Florida trip, which was yep. cool to start the year. Yep. And then we played Vandercook Lake at University of Michigan. Yep. And then we played University of Liggett right. at Gross Point at Comerica Park. Sure, so sure. What, what, a, what a, and I got to say. What's a kid's eyes oh look like? Oh, my goodness. How about my eyes? Yeah. This is crazy, right? I mean, I got to try to keep it together. Do Kids to, are looking at me. Scott, do you have to pinch yourself sometimes? Yeah. This, this program, I, I, I said it before, it is, uh, if I were to step down, and, and I know that day has to happen soon, I got to believe that this is one of the top four or five high school coaching positions in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I feel that mm-hmm. between the community support, the sure. passion of the kids, yeah. the, the consistency, the tradition of excellence, right. who wouldn't want to be at the helm of this position? Yeah. But because of our success, and I thank the kids every day, mm-hmm. I've been so blessed. Mm-hmm. This program has allowed us now to establish relationships with the colleges, the professional teams, sure. organizations. I mean, so I make a phone call and say, I'd like to play at Comerica. I mean, most high schools can't make that happen. Right. And so thanks to our kids and our tradition and the parents, right. things yeah. like that have happened for our kids. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so appreciative and I don't take it you for travel granted. travel well. We, Homer travels well. <laughs> Homer travels well. Yeah. Yeah, we had, I don't know, three, 400 people at Buchanan High School, <laughs> I don't know, two hours away for a regional game. We brought, brought, brought half the community and it was... Uh, it's they love their kids. I don't care if it's a band concert, choir concert, drama performance, FFA. They love their kids, and and I love that yeah. about Homer. Very nice. So we have gone around this last topic, but you you really you really had a special group of young men in the early mid two thousands. And anybody who knows baseball in the area knows about those young men, whether it be Josh or. Holcombs or Comptons or whoever else happened to have been. That was a special group. Yeah, that they that, they play ball and they love playing ball. That group. Um, they had some grit to them. They did an edge. And, and I'll tell you, that group it was was weird because practices took on a whole nother level, and, and it's carried forward since then. But that group. So we would a traditional practice. You know, you go down from three to five. Mm-hmm. That group. Mm-hmm. When practice was over at five, it was mm-hmm. just starting. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want to leave. So, I mean, they would argue, we're going to stay, we're going to hit some more, who's going to shag, who's throwing BP. They just loved it. They just absolutely loved it. Yeah. And, and from that point on, I think the level of commitment practice changed Practice became a sandlot after. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Huh? What's that? <laughs> that became a sandlot. Absolutely. They, they were ball. diehard. They were baseball junkies. They loved it. They loved each other. Um, they were great student athletes, great kids. What a group! Did you see that in them when when they were even younger, seven, eight, nine years old? Here's what I knew about that group: there were a lot of them. They played mm-hmm. multiple positions, mm-hmm. and they were great kids from great families. So yeah. they had all of the intangibles, all the tools. You, you never would have known. Yeah. I mean, four years later, that they're going to roll off what sure. they did. Sure, but you could see. A lot of great kids coming through at the same time. They had some great summer experiences, some great summer coaches. Um, were they a just, serious group? Were they were they goofy at times? Could they have their fun? Yeah, you know they. You know, and, and I like it that way. No, we are were absolute, they a loose group. Yeah, we are absolutely. And still to this day, we have a good time. Mm-hmm. It, it should be hard. It should be dis- discipline. It should be mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. But it better be fun. Yeah, it better be fun. And we have a blast. It's a long season. I have a blast with the kids. I do. I miss that. And that group had fun. I mean. 
you, you mentioned Josh's name. Josh sure. was maybe the biggest jokester on the team. Sure. And, and you wouldn't know that because you're not going to see that in the paper. But, I mean, there wasn't a practice that didn't go by that he wasn't pulling something. I mean, he, he was up to something. And his teammates were right behind him there. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Scott, let's, let's start wrapping this up then. So I've had the pleasure of getting to know you and, and your better half, Cammie, last yeah. few years. Um, you guys love your fitness. You love working out. You're mindful of that. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Was there a life event? Was there, was was it just looking in the mirror? A little bit of both. You know, she, Cammy kind of got started years ago, really getting into the mm-hmm. duathlons, running, mm-hmm. you know, four or five marathons. Mm-hmm. She was really in it hard. And then I had heart surgery in almost 10 years ago, huh, so 2009, yeah. Okay. So, and that really wasn't even the wake-up call, but it was several years after that that, uh, you know, went to my cardiologist and got on the scale and, ooh. Too, too heavy, and, mm-hmm. and I really made a life commitment change that day and lost 55 pounds, mm-hmm. started running, started eating right. Mm-hmm. To this day, it's, I don't know, five, six years, and, you know, no bread, no cookies, cupcakes, brownies, no pop, no, not, I mean, nothing, but no pizza, nothing. Your energy other, goes other to than, the roof, Other than my, it? it's my cappuccino yeah. talking. Your energy goes to the roof. I, I, I yeah, so, so I got into it, and, and yep. for us, what a great way to spend time together because her schedule and her work schedule is demanding. Yep. My life is weird, yeah. you know, just schedule. Yeah. And so being able to run together or she runs and I sure. bike and, and that's been a blast. So being able to run some races together, we're going to run Saturday. This Saturday running in the Concord uh, Classic. You running that one? Been there. I'll right. be there. So I'm yep. running. I, I'm All right. Over, I ran two miles last night. I'm not sure I'm up to a 5K yet, but I'm going to run tonight and hopefully I can get up to it. So, but we, yeah, we have a blast. It's, it's a, uh, it's a great way to stay healthy. Cammy's hooked into the CrossFit now, so she's yeah. trying to balance. Yeah, you know, long distance running and the CrossFit world. I don't know how she's doing it. Up in her game. She's oh, she's nuts right now. She's she's in beast mode. Yeah, she's nuts. Yeah. So, as you just you know, again, nice little segue. They're very very busy during the school year, not only as superintendent but also as a coach. What do you make sure that you do during the summer? Do you guys travel a little yeah. bit? What do you do? Yeah, you know, I said it before, the, the best part or best title for me is dad. It'll always be dad. Mm-hmm. And so with my 23-year-old and 20-year-old daughters, mm-hmm. um, it, it is still, you know, I remember like it was yesterday. You, yeah. you come home from teaching and, and you got these little girls that meet you at the door. Yep. They don't quite meet me at the door anymore, yeah. but they're home, <laughs> which is cool. So, yeah, we always were really intentional about doing family stuff. So actually nice. next Thursday, week from tomorrow, we're going to fly to Florida for a week. Oh, and nice. Just do the Disney thing like they yep. did when they were little. And yep. do, yeah, it, it's, it's a good flashback to younger years, and uh, mm-hmm. it's where you can be a kid again. So we're going we're gonna to go be kids again next That's week. Awesome. But, you know, making sure that we um, spend time with the family, it's, it's, a, it's important to us. Because this can be, as you know, um, your, your pool of friends, at yep. least in my world, yep. from teacher to principal to superintendent, that pool has shrunk. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's okay. It is what it is. But how important now is it to make sure that you spend time with family? Absolutely. You know? So that, Absolutely. That's, that's cool. All right. So to wrap this up, I want to do a little word association. All right. I want you to tell me the first word or a couple words that come to mind when I, when I mention these events or names the best that you can. Ooh, all right. Here we go. All right. You ready? Okay. Uh, home or community? Supportive, loving caring the best tiger stadium classic upper deck right field <laughs> tom sallow oh brother friend mentor 
the one that really paved the way for our success with Homer Baseball? Burbridge. Oh, miss him. Mentor, friend, memories, tradition. Cole Mentor. Goofball, <laughs> professional, <laughs> dominant, um, the best. Uh, Gibby. Gibby, heart, um, passion, enthusiasm, integrity, and didn't pitch Josh nearly enough. <laughs> Teaching, education. I love it. Uh, still the best gig around. Um, it is the best, despite what you read in the papers. Um, if I had it to do again, I wouldn't change a thing. Lastly, Homer baseball. Tradition of excellence. Um, family. And the story continues. Very nice. Coach, I just want to let you know it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure, much more, honestly, than I couldn't have even imagined coming in here to sit down with you, have a little chit-chat, getting to know each other better. I want to wish you luck in the upcoming school year, not till what, August? You're, yeah. You work, of course, you're around. Year around. I yeah, know. so the kids will be back here not till September, one more year, and then we're going to start in August the following year. So I hope you and your family have an awesome Thank rest you of your summer. Sure. Thank you for this opportunity. It's been a pleasure, and um, we look forward to it. Hey, what a neat idea. Thanks for uh, – I, I think, folks, if you're listening, I think I'm the first one here. So hopefully uh, <laughs> this continues, and I know Tim's got some great, great people on the docket. So stay tuned for what Tim's up to, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Yep.